0: You know, if you just ask for it, most guys want to please their partner. Most guys want to love you the best way they can. Most guys just don't know how. So, have you asked for it? So, when you ask for what you need, you get a very good chance of getting it.
1: This is the Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore ancient and modern wisdom and discover practical tools to cultivate a deep connection with our feminine essence and sexual energy. I'm your host, Maria Grinina, and I dedicate my life to nurturing and growing feel the community of empowered women reclaiming their power through exploring the most potent energy, sexual energy. You can join our community for free and access a rich tapestry of knowledge from diverse, incredible teachers from all over the world. And I leave the link to join in this podcast description for you. In this podcast, through interviews with inspiring teachers and experts, who serve our feel community, we explore various aspects of femininity, including self-love, body positivity, sexuality, relationships, intuitive wisdom, embodiment, and feminine leadership. Welcome to the Feminine Power podcast. In this podcast, I speak to Nick Warner, a transformational coach who focuses mainly on men's work uses transformational tools like embodiment and breastwork and medicine work and works also with intimacy polarity and sacred union Together with his partner Sarah, they create a sacred union workshop where they explore polarity and masculine and feminine energy and how both partners can truly nurture each other and nurture their relationship over time, ensuring that both can grow and experience the most incredible depth of what intimacy can give to humans. In this podcast, we speak about women's and men's needs we speak about feminine and masculine energy what polarity actually is and why it can really support relationships and maintain passion over time i ask nick how to understand if a man is ready for a deeper more serious relationships how to understand why men Might be cheating and what is it that they are looking for. He also explains why women might be cheating and what women are actually looking for. And we kick off this podcast with a conversation about safety safety in the body and safety that a woman most often doesn't feel naturally. And Nick explains why it matters so much and why it's important for men to have awareness around the issue of safety for women to be able to build nurturing and successful relationships. But first, let's hear Nick's story and how he got into this work.
0: I used to work as an architect and I was married and I had a very beautiful life on the outside, but I was deeply unhappy and I was drinking a lot and partying a lot and addicted to porn had erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation and my marriage ended up collapsing and i went about a journey of it it was about three and a half years traveling around the world really with the intention of healing and then to discover my purpose so because of the issues that I was going through, I went into Tantra, which was not what I thought it was. Tantra is very much based on meditation and a way of being. It's just that it's become muddied in the West and we seem to anything that has sex in it, we throw Tantra or we combine the two. So then I, I found Neo-Tantra, which is very much what I was looking for and um, sacred sexuality. And then from there, I went into plant medicine and then breath work and back to more meditation and then really deepened my exploration of all of these things with an understanding that at some point I need to find I needed to get out of architecture and then I found men's work and men's work was the answer to everything and it was out of all of the medicine that I had done men's work was the deepest most profound medicine that I realized that men could actually receive and so I got into that and then I was back home and I was kind of still working as an architect while doing a little bit of men's work on the side and I had learned all of these things within the sacred sacred sexuality and Taoism and full-bodied orgasms and lasting as long as I needed to or, or I wanted to and I realized that I still had no understanding of intimacy or polarity or relationship. So I was going deeper into men's work and then through men's work and through my teacher, John Wineland, I ended up going then deeper into polarity and deeper into relationship and intimacy and these types of things. And that was about five years ago um, when I started that that journey of actually the men's work journey and the starting my own men's work things. So now I lead retreats and workshops around the world and I talk and teach at summits and um, I'm still with my teacher. Um, I work a lot with men, one-on-one coaching. I work with couples. I work with women. Um, I have my own men's retreats and I have couples' retreats, and I work with other friends who do the whim, the women's side of it, and then I'll do the men's side of it. I hold workshops with my partner on um, hilarity and sacred union. So my life is a, a mixture of all of it, and it's, mm-hmm. it's very beautiful.
1: Amazing. So <laughs> I've seen your reel that really made me immediately reach out to you for the podcast. I've been like marinating it for a while. But that's, I've seen your reel recently about uh, safety and how you wanted to create safety for your partner mm. and how it's not actually given to men right away because women and men come from a very different, from very different backgrounds historically. We mm. we are just raised differently. And like our ancestors, our families, like we, we have just deeply and great different attitudes towards safety and that really touched me i could really relate to that that we women most of us we don't trust their environment around us especially men right away because that just happened to be not safe before or now so in relationships often for men it's important to realize that it's something they have to earn and it's hard to say it this way. Of course, men would be like, "Oh no, why would I? I'm a good guy." But that's just the reality of it. And that's where I would like to kick off this podcast. Can you explain to me what did you say in that reel? What's the backstory, and just your view on safety?
0: So yeah, a lot of the a lot of the big issues within mm-hmm. relationship come when a man is out of integrity and or he says he'll do something and he won't or he lies or he's deceitful or whatever it is and then she loses trust and the moment that she loses trust she closes up a little bit and when she's closed up she's not open and she uh, she, if she only trusts her masculine more than she can trust him or his then the polarity starts to diminish within the relationship. So it is true that a lot of guys, they're actually really good guys and they haven't ever done anything untrustworthy. But often it is just a case that since the dawn of time, men have done things to women that make men untrustworthy. And it may be her father, it may be an ex partner or maybe just some random strange man on the street that has caused her to be more protective of her heart and of her physical body and of her energetic and emotional body. And one of the things that I realized was, so I, I, I recommended a friend sit with a man with a medicine man and I had sat with him myself and I trusted him completely and he was incredible and I therefore recommended my friend sit with him and she was a very beautiful woman and she sat with him and in in the process of the ceremony that they had together he molested her and this was something that really rocked me because not only did I, I trusted this man completely because, you know, I'd been with him, I'd, I'd experienced him, I'd experienced his medicine. I'd never imagined that he would do that. And I never imagined... And it just it sent me down this spiral of. I don't have to ever really be concerned with my physical safety. Mm. Like I'm one hundred and ninety plus centimeters. I'm not. I'm not a frail guy. Like I can take care of myself. And I've never really. Other than when I was kind of a teenager and hanging around those circles where we would go out looking for violence, I've never actually had to worry about it since then. And to think that women have to actually worry about that all the time was something that really hit home. And yeah. And yeah. so when so just so when we're in relationship and men do things that we don't perceive to be really anything much we don't realize how much of an impact that has on the feminine
1: yeah it's beautiful that you show to men through your work and conversations the other perspective the feminine perspective and reality is every third woman in the world has had a sexual trauma and sexual and a history of sexual abuse so it's it's really extremely common so something for men to really understand is that they never know what kind of woman sits in front of them, especially if they're building a relationship with her. Very few women ever confess. Very few women ever share the story. So, just like bearing in mind where the other, where a woman or a partner can come from, and what could happen to her, it's very important. And to understand that they, the way she might react to your actions, and mm-hmm. the way she might see what you do, um, can be coming from history, just really no. history. Um, yeah, but that's, that's, that's a crazy story that you've just shared, but it's also un- unfortunately quite common. Mm. So you've, you've touched upon a few things um, in terms of the safety that you feel as a woman or as a man or as any human being, but I'd like to, to just mention women, safety that you feel in yourself ba- on a basic level. Right, because it doesn't always depend on your partner. Like, does your exact person in front of you give you safety or no? Sometimes you just generally feel unsafe, because again, if you, as you said, women generally, biologically, the way we look like, the amount of strength we hold and our size is just generally smaller. So of course, mm-hmm. we are always a tiny bit afraid. To the to the level like you walk on the street during the day, some like a, a guy walking in front of you might do anything to you. And like very often, even the the past the bus, bus walkers, like past buyers will not even do anything. So they're mm. constantly scared <laughs> and not, not talking about the evenings. And having that in mind, how, how can men address that in relationships? Because this really touches most women. Mm. How can men work to create that level of safety on a basic level? What are the... Ways they can do so, the conversations they can have, or just maybe even the way they behave.
0: Yeah.
1: How can they yeah, in- improve that?
0: I think the first thing is that awareness. Because, I, I mean, even for myself, I thought I did pretty well within relationship as far as doing what I could so my partner would feel safe. And then after that experience, I realized, actually, I probably don't. There's probably more that I can do even to the point where the other day she asked me to fix like a fan in the bathroom. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. And I forgot. And she ended up doing it. And suddenly I didn't do what I said I was going to do. So there is a piece, there is an integrity piece where, oh, can I trust him? Because he said he was going to do something and he didn't. So can I trust that? And for me, it's, Like, if a a mate had said that to me, hey, can you fix that? Sorry, man, I forgot. Yeah, no worries. I wouldn't care. But it's just, as I said before, it's just a different thing now. So integrity, an impeccable level of integrity is something that is absolutely required and we're human. Mm -hmm. So we're all going to make a mistake. I have a podcast called Leaders of Men where I interview men that lead men and one of the questions I ask is when was the last time you're out of integrity and almost all of them today yesterday was the day before like it's something as humans we are but one of the the key traits of the healthy masculine is to actually get back into integrity as quickly as possible so my love I I messed that up I'll do better tomorrow I completely forgot I didn't do that you know, is is there anything else you needed me to do? Um so once you figure out that you have messed up, then actually just owning it. And then consistency. One of the one of the burdens of the masculine is that we can do the right thing ninety-nine times, and the one time we do it is the one time that you remind us of. And it's just like, oh <laughs> and that's the way it is so it's consistently doing the right thing over and over and if you mess up then you own it and then you keep going yeah Um, and it's true and just open conversation like what do you need what is it you need ask for what you need there's this idea that in relationship we can read the other person can read our mind and it's just it's it causes the most amount of problems because when there's you don't have that open communication, you both can be stirring about something that A, isn't true and B, is absolutely unnecessary. Or it's like, you know, if you just ask for it, most guys want to please their partner. Most guys want to love you the best way they can. Most guys just don't know how. So have you asked for it? Does he know that your love language is words of affirmation, or does he just try and give you a foot massage every night, thinking that, or does he buy you gifts, thinking that that's how you receive love? So when you ask for what you need, you got a very good chance of getting it.
1: Yeah, and that's something I personally have learned only recently, and it's that's true. Like most of my girlfriends, and it's what we see in movies. Somehow, we always think the guy will know or guess it by some magic and that's gonna be all like in fairy tale he's gonna guess exact color of a thing i wanted him to buy or whatever like and but that's like that's a problem of movies and all those fairy tales have been fed but the reality like the magic you feel and you see when you just ask a guy and the guy's like oh yeah sure how exactly can you show me exactly how i should do that and you like show him and he's like cool. And in in imagination before that, oh no, he will not accept that, he will not do that, he will not like it. But it's just we are designed differently. And in fact, men most likely really like that.
0: We want to please. We we want you to be happy. When you're happy, we're happy.
1: Yeah. That's amazing to hear. And uh, that's really the purpose of this podcast is to just find out the truth <laughs> for all of us. But yeah, just coming back to safety, It's um, I just wanted to reiterate here that we weren't really talking just about physical safety. Of course, we started the conversation on, on, on the point of physical safety, but that's where our emotional um, life really comes from, first from physical and historical, cultural, but then we want to feel emotionally safe. And mm. the consistency you've mentioned, consistency of action I have no idea what it's like for men. Do you appreciate consistency of action as much? But like for women, it is definitely the truth because we'll always remember when a guy won't do that one thing they promised, and that does create a feeling of unsafety. Weirdly, but what is it like for men?
0: So uh, unfortunately, it's not. It's not as easy because the masculine makes decisions based on logic. Mm-hmm. The feminine makes decisions based based on emotion. So if we figure something out and we come up with an answer or an opinion, it's set on our values, on our beliefs, we've figured it out in our mind, we've thought about it, it makes sense, that's the answer. Whereas a woman girl, or the feminine can come in and make up her mind and then 20 seconds later, change it to something else because her emotion, her feeling has changed.
1: We are taking a little break so that you can learn how to access your sexual energy and feminine power at any time and learn to embody your most confident, beautiful, powerful self. We've gathered a community of leading teachers, tantra, embodiment, sex, love, intimacy, relationship coaches. And together with them... We create simple, daily practices and rituals that you can access online, on-demand. Embodiment, breath, tantric practices, meditations, dance, movement, everything you need to cultivate your sexual energy and feminine power. Even five minutes a day make a huge difference. You can access these practices in the Feel portal at a super affordable price from 15 to $30 per month. And believe me, this is the investment that has unbelievable, huge returns for your life, love, relationships, creativity, abundance, pleasure, and so much more. Get ready to awaken your inner goddess, harness your feminine power, and radiate authenticity in every area of your life. Join the feel portal at philapp.co slash membership or find the link in this podcast feed or on our Instagram at feel underscore women.
0: The example I often use is you know a guy will say, Hey, you hungry, I'm gonna go get some food. No, no, I'm not hungry, I'm not hungry. And then the guy goes and buys food, he comes back, he sits down, and then she starts eating it. Classic. Classic. Classic feminine. And for a lot of guys, like for, it used to frustrate the hell out of me because I didn't understand why, because you said one thing and now you're doing the other, so that doesn't make sense to my my rational mind. Mm-hmm. Whereas for you, it's my feeling changed. Of course, that makes sense. So as if, as if that doesn't make sense. So this is, you no, know, it's not. We don't get the same level of safety that perhaps I would strive to give the feminine just because we're, we're different, as you said. And once we begin to understand the little differences within us, relationships become a lot easier. Mm-hmm. When we figure out that, oh, they don't do things the way that I do them, it doesn't make them wrong or different. I mean, it makes them different. It doesn't make them wrong. It just makes them different. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're arguing with your partner and... You need someone to process the thing in the moment. He probably needs space to process by himself. And it can be the other way. It can be the woman that needs the space. But, you know, one person often needs space. They need to go off by themselves. They need to sit with it. They need to switch off for a moment. Whereas the other person needs the, they need to process in the moment. And it just becomes a, why aren't you doing this for me?
1: Mm.
0: And then arguments ensue. If we just learn the differences between us, um, yeah, things would be a lot easier for sure.
1: And that's another subject that is so confusing right now. Since um, the fight for female equality, which hasn't, which, I mean, this is beautiful. We all need to have equal opportunities. But people have started mistaking it to being the same. Not equal, but the same. Which is causing a huge amount of confusion in the society and for myself and for most women I know and for most men I know. But also speaking about it became kind of taboo. Like I am, as a woman, shouldn't be speaking about it because then I'm not a feminist, but like I am. I'm for equal rights, but I do want to embrace my feminine needs that are different from a man's needs. So well, let's just talk about it openly because <laughs> this is our podcast. And I mean, it's, I, I feel like it's so important to really to talk about it. So men and women are not the same, but they shall have equal access to opportunities. That's how I see it. And you can throw a bone in me, but okay, <laughs> whatever. Maybe, no, you can't. Um. So tell me about it. What is feminine? What is masculine? Let's start here. What are these two energies, especially like on the very basic level? Not many people even know such concepts.
0: Okay, so the, the Earth has a North Pole and a South Pole. A battery has positive and negative. And these two polarities or the duality exists in everything in life. And humans have masculine and feminine. So each human has these two energetics within them. The masculine you could call consciousness the feminine you could call energy or you could call it alpha and omega you can call it kind of pumpkins and apples whatever you want to call it we have two different energies within inside of us one of them is penetrative that is a container that is okay let's i'll take a step back consciousness is a container the masculine is a container it's the structure the feminine is everything that's happening with inside of that. So the energetics, the you know, love is another way to put it. Everything is love. So there's love within this container of consciousness. Take a step forward, what that looks like as far as a trait or a, on a human level. Masculine is penetrative. The feminine is receptive. The masculine is integrity and leadership and awareness, and presence, and discipline, and rationale. And the feminine is intuition, and emotion, and creativity, and devotion. So one is more of a doing, and one is more of a relaxing into, and a surrendering. Polarity comes when you have a charge between the two. So the more masculine someone is, the more turned on they're going to be with a more feminine woman. Similarly, the more feminine a woman is, the more turned on she's going to be by a more masculine man. You can have women that are more masculine than they are feminine, and you can have men that are more feminine than they are masculine. In my opinion, most of the time, This happens due to wounding, due to culture, due to lifestyle, due to the way that they were raised, due to trauma, all of these things. So an easier example to look at is if you have a boy that is raised with an unhealthy father figure, he'll grow up not being able to trust men. So he'll become very close to his mother. Around teenage years, if he doesn't break free from his mother, and which is typically when a boy should go through a rite of passage or an initiation, if he doesn't have healthy male role models around him, he'll, he'll, be, he'll continue to be a mummy's boy. So he'll grow up being a mummy's boy, and then he'll get to the point where he leaves mummy and goes off into the world and into a relationship, and he looks for a woman that will become his mother. What that looks like is a girl that was raised without a healthy male role model. So she can't trust men. So she'll grow up not trusting the masculine. So she'll trust her own masculine more more than she'll trust him. So she'll grow up and she'll be very controlling because she needs to control to feel safe. So she's going to find a guy that is more in his feminine Because he's got this mother wound. Because then she can control him. So their polarity will work in the beginning. Their polarity internally is switched. But it will work together in the beginning. And then it will be very sexy and sensual in the beginning. But at some point over time, that will lead into resentment. Because they're both spending too much time outside of their natural essence. So there are so many women in society where they go out and they do the thing and they get their career and their corporate job and and they don't allow their internal feminine to blossom. So naturally they burn out. Or then you get the guy who is useless because he was never taught to go out and to do the thing and to lead and to, to have purpose and... So he becomes the guy that's addicted to porn and addicted to video games and he becomes the useless guy, that boyfriend that sits on the couch and doesn't do anything. So once you understand polarity, then you understand why most relationships, why the intimacy dries up. Now, the problem for me happened at the point where f- where the feminist movement stopped being about we are equal Mm. And it became about we are the same.
1: Yeah, so painful that case.
0: It just, it ruined everything because now women are like, oh, all I want to do is stay home and raise a family, but society says I have to go out and earn a, have a career. And then, so for men, they're, you know traditionally their role was to go out and be the provider and the protector. And now that's gone. So a lot of men, they're like, well, fuck, what do I do? So it's it's created a lot of confusion and a lot of disharmony internally within people. Um, and if you take it a step further, now the feminist movement is men can be women. And biological men are actually beating women at woman of the year and sports woman of the year. Yeah, and uh... So... <laughs> so for me it's uh yeah it's kind of gone too far yeah. and that's the way that's where we're at in society at the moment
1: i really want to share a bit of my personal um background here as a woman because i know that the subject is so controversial like so controversial and there's so hate so much hate around it especially on social media and i feel like what that does it just shuts down such an important conversation that can be so healing to so many people. And um I am a woman who've been building her own businesses since 21, alone earning my own money, raising funding, all of that. And I've also I'm coming from a Muslim country again, where women are really suppressed and we're supposed to have babies and sit at home. So of course that story when when it's imposed on you, when this is the only thing you can do, because that's the woman's role. Of course, that's not right because there is no equality there. But at the same time, there is nothing wrong with wanting that, mm. being at home and raising family from your feminine, um, desires and needs when that's your choice. Mm. At the same time, managing energy while building career and making money, there is a way to do so in a feminine way. And mm-hmm. I've I've learned it hard way because I started my business and my feminine flow out of my creativity and I was attracting the best into my life and money and investors so easy, amazing. And then men started teaching me how to do business and in their men's way. And that killed me, like no creativity, burnout, stress, started wearing men's suits to to be taken seriously. That was terrible. So for women to when when it comes to understanding this feminine energy polarity and choice and equality, it's just it's important to reconnect to the feminine and understand there is our way we can do things, and then we can also honor masculine. And men could also reconnect to their masculine, understand what it is that drives them. So this is such a broad subject, and I just want to touch upon it here for people to understand it's not black and white, and they shouldn't just like pull out certain words and then make a cool drama around it. But what's necessary is just education and understanding mm-hmm. what is it that's feminine, what is it that's masculine, what is it that that, that is about equality, what is it that I can discover for myself here, etc. So it's a huge part of personal girls journey. But these days, it, it becomes extremely important to learn all about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of men and their role and... Um, Let's see what you have to say about it. But I think you've already really touched on the subject. I'm I'm very excited about it. Men being providers and hunters, it's something that is just just in nature. That's natural to you guys. And that's how it's been. Men going out hunting, bringing the meat home to their women. And uh, these days it's really confusing because you're supposed to be an independent woman now and do the whole thing yourself and then, then and the men are doing their own thing. Some men embrace that and now they say, oh no, you're a woman, you also have to do the thing I do. And that becomes super and sexy and I guess with time, as you said, that really becomes kind of a broken relationship. On a personal level, as the more I'm learning this and the more I address it in my relationship, the more I make my man feel like, or sometimes even verbalize it like, yeah, you are the provider. Well done. Thank you. Yes, bring it on. Okay, you are sorting that out. I can see that in the beginning, because we come from very different cultures in, in my partnership, in the beginning there was some tension. Oh yeah, but you're supposed to bring something to the table. Now and Because I've been working on establishing more of that polarity and understanding of energies. I can see how it makes men feel so great to be like, yeah, I'm bringing it home. You sit over there. Look at what I brought. Look at what I achieved. And you as a woman are like, yeah, great. Thank you. And, I, and you're not talking about, yeah, yeah, look at what I also brought to the table. It's more like, yeah, thank you. I'm receiving it. So that becomes, on social media especially, it's like, be- people made a picture around these kind of relationships. Oh, here is a gold digger and in here is her sugar daddy when it comes to talking about money. Um, or here is a lazy girly and uh, the guy is doing everything for her. And you see like that kind of diminishing that relationship, making women feel like they're not enough in these situations. But on the opposite side, well, it seems like it makes men feel like men. It seems like it gives them immense pleasure and um. Fosters their masculinity, but also develops healthy family because a woman can really take care of home and family. I'm even I don't feel so comfortable talking about it now <laughs> because I'm like, oh my god, so much shame. What is it all about? What, it, especially when it comes to money, especially when it comes to building a home, a family, and what, what, how does that work? And what is it like for men to be providers?
0: So, yes, and is my response. Yeah. Yes, it feels good to know that we can provide and take care of a partner and a family. As long as there is something reciprocal that is being brought back from the feminine. Of course. Now, if, if a woman is there spending all the money, doing all the things, going out and partying, Flirting with other guys, not paying respect to the man—it's like, why? Why would you? Like, there, no man really. If if he's no king, would put up with that. And a lot of women yearn for the king, but a lot of women, even if they got one, wouldn't be able to take, wouldn't be able to handle it, because a king knows exactly what he wants. He, he knows exactly where he's going. He has very little tolerance for bullshit and for princess and for for a woman that isn't willing to step into her queendom. So, if you have a an agreement that I will take care of the kids and their households, in fact, I'll make it a home whilst the guy goes off and makes the money and does all the things he's creating a container for the family unit she brings the energy to the family unit so she turns it into a home like this is perfect polarity some people don't like it some people are no because women can go off and it's misogynistic and say all right cool whatever if that's the way you you want to be then great and i've had so many conversations with women who absolutely disagree with it yet have horrible relationships and horrible sex lives because they just don't want to play what they believe to be a patriarchal thing. So most men would be absolutely willing to provide for a woman that is absolutely willing to return energetically whatever it is that she can. What can she do for him? What is the ways that she can make his life so much easier, because he's working and doing the thing, and and it's just when there is when that is not matched, and when it is expected, or when it when it is, um. Yeah.
1: When she's the queen, basically, for the when she
0: when she thinks she's entitled to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the, this is the piece that really, you know, I've been with women that they just, there's an absolute expectation that I would pay for dinner or I would pay for this. or I would pay for it. And I am, you know, I love it, love to do it, but don't be entitled, don't expect it. Yeah. Um because then there's this there's this feeling like there's just a lack of respect and especially when it's it's not reciprocated energetically.
1: So um by the way nothing wrong with women also bringing money to the table just to clarify but absolutely with, yeah with, with having heard, like if we can break down like in a way for dummies it how can a woman reciprocate how can she, what kind of energy can she bring into the house for a masculine man, for a king she desires? What are the little things and what are the big things that, that you men want?
0: I mean, I think the safest answer for this is to actually, I'm going to step back a bit because for each relationship it is going to be different. Yeah. The masculine is consciousness, the feminine is energy So that's what I said at the beginning. What that means is the feminine more than anything desires depth and consciousness. And she desires somebody that can take her deeper than she can take herself. The other way, the masculine desires energy. So he desires something, he desires vitality. One of the, One of the most unfortunate things that has happened in society is that through marketing and advertising, we've convinced women that their physical looks are more necessary than their energetic and their vitality. And two of the most magnetic women I've ever encountered in my life, I wasn't physically attracted to but they were so embodied and so energetic that I could not pull myself away. And they both happened to be Tantra teachers. Mm. So they weren't being overtly sexual. It was just through the energetics of their being that I was mesmerized. And one of them happened to be close to 70 years old.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: So what can you do for a man? It's bring him an energy that, or a texture of energy that perhaps you don't often bring him.
1: Mm.
0: Most women, when they cheat on a man, they cheat with a man that is more present with them than their partner. Mm. Most men, when they cheat with a woman, they'll cheat with a woman that brings a different texture of energy than their partner. So the feminine is yearning for this depth, the masculine is yearning for this energy. And the more energy that you can bring him, and that doesn't mean it has to be always sexy. Now what is if you were to dance like a butterfly in the in a rainforest, what would that feel like? If you if you were to walk into the room embodying A cloud in a storm what would that feel like and so the the different elements and the different textures that you can bring in energetically the more you're going to keep him nourished
1: Mm hmm Mm, that's that's deep i love that how about this because a lot of this this podcast has been listened by quite a diverse group of women and around 30% men, by the way. So I'm really happy about it. And I think this podcast is very useful for them as well. But just knowing the audience, quite a lot of them don't understand. They, they lie and don't understand the language of energetics. That often happens. And I'll cut out this piece. So I'd like you to also explain it to me. And now I'm asking you the question. What does that energy mean in a in a simple way how can a woman create that energy embody that energy what does it mean in um simple everyday language
0: okay so if i was if we're in a workshop or at a retreat and i got you to close your eyes and imagine you're in a rainforest and you see a blue butterfly flapping its wings and the sun glistens through the translucency of its wings as it flaps around and between the leaves of the trees. See, so already I can see him moving. Yeah, like, yeah. So exa-
1: <laughs> I'm getting there.
0: <laughs> exactly. So imagine in your body what that would feel like. How would that butterfly move? Yeah. And imagine going up to your husband or your partner like a blue butterfly that dances through the leaves of the rainforest. Alternatively, imagine you're a very highly paid stripper, yeah, that is sexy as fuck, that just is so embodied and so just absolutely owns her body, her soul, her curves, her wrinkles, her imperfections, she just owns it and people pay her top dollar. How would she move? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How would she walk into the room? And then you close your eyes and then you drop in and then you walk into the room like that. And then you can flip it and it's like, imagine imagine a queen. Like a regal, royal, grounded, you know, 50-year-old queen that has lived a life that rules a kingdom. What is the energy that she would have sitting at the table with her king? Would she nag him and would she pester him and poke him? Or would she speak to him like her king. So you can go through and you can pick out, you know, infinite energy. Mm. And the more more different textures that you can provide, the happier, absolutely the happier he will be because he won't know what is going on. And if you go to make love and you're making love as a whatever, dancing antelope and then a sultry librarian and then a you rock his world
1: yeah so i see here that really for a woman it's so important then to practice embodiment because that's a skill to learn to embody different energies and to uncover those layers within you and find those energies as well and uh, that to do that especially with your partner that you are with in in a relationship is even harder because we're always like we have this layers and and like we are used to a certain type of relationship but working on it can bring exactly that feeling that people seek when they start cheating. And I can see why it might, might be easier to find that when you're cheating because you would see that other person in that completely different energy and in a limited amount of time and you get all of that energy in that one way and that is so exciting but then you can bring that into your actual relationship but that would require quite a bit of practice that's that's cool to learn that's really and and it's worth it
0: wow so any any energy that a man does not get in his relationship will naturally attract him outside Yeah. yeah like if If the energy that you bring is um, ballerina, whatever, is ballerina. Everything that you bring is ballerina. If he goes out and he hangs around a bunch of ballerinas, they're just not going to be attractive to him. But if he leaves the ballerinas and suddenly a cheerleader walks in front of him, the cheerleader is going to stand out Mm -hmm. because it it is an energy that he hasn't seen. It's a texture that he hasn't seen or experienced. So naturally, he he doesn't need to go after it, or or to, but it will be attractive to him. It Mm -hmm. will catch his attention. Mm -hmm. Just like if you flip it the other way, if you, you come home and your man's always on the phone, And you try and have a conversation and he's always distracted. And you try and, you know, you sit down to dinner and he's doing something else. And then you go off and you have tennis practice. And your tennis coach is with you, looking at you in the eye. He's present. He's grounded. He's paying you attention. His presence alone is going to attract you. Yeah, Even if he's not physically attracted, the consciousness that he has or the depth that he has is far more attractive to you than your partner. Mm.
1: That makes sense. I've learned so much from myself now as well. That difference between us women being attracted to depth and presence and men attracted to energy makes Mm. so much sense, especially when when building the long-term relationship and bringing the spark and more spark and more spark. Mm. Are there any other important things to understand about long-term relationships and that building of polarity and building of passion.
0: Yeah, so, um, and I'll reference my teacher here because he's writing a book on it and he's an amazing, amazing man, amazing teacher. Um, there are three, there are three sp- Parts of a relationship and you can't really have if you're missing one the relationship won't last long so the first one is polarity and the polarity is what we speak about polarity is the sexual drive and the thing that you know if you're both in a feminine moment it it brings healing and if you're both in a masculine moment then you can really get things done and achieve things and if the polarity is feminine masculine then it can be very sexual and very healing through sex and these things but then there's intimacy and there are five types of intimacy not just cuddling kissing making love there is emotional intimacy and then there is um experiential intimacy so the things that you like to do together maybe like baking cakes or going hiking or playing chess or watching theater then there's spiritual intimacy and that is do you connect to something higher together do you go to church together do you meditate together do you walk in nature together and then mental intimacy And mental intimacy is your ability to converse on things of an intellectual nature that both excite excite both of you um emotional intimacy is the thing that opens your heart so a lot of guys complain there's not enough physical intimacy in the relationship but it's like yeah, but how much emotional intimacy you have? do you have? You can't open her yoni without opening her heart first. But we see, as we spoke about in the beginning, we see women as hairless men, and women see men as hairy women, and we treat the other as if they're us. So if you look at the, the physical makeup of the body, a man's cock is his positive pole, and his heart is his receptive pole. Mm -hmm. and when he comes together in union with a woman her heart is her positive pole and her yoni is her her receptive pole so this is the natural flow of energy so to turn a man on you go to his cock to turn a woman on you go to her heart but men look at women and go oh i'll just go straight for her genitals and women try and you know, have deep conversations with the man to try and turn him on and it's just it's not how it works. Yeah. So you have polarity, then you have intimacy, but then devotion to your partner's nervous system. Can you allow your need to be right to take a step back or can you can you allow your partner's nervous system to take precedence over your need or to take um priority over your need to be right yeah and then you get into a fight and you're arguing you're like fuck you you're wrong and she's like fuck you you're wrong and it's like okay so you have two 10 year olds fighting which one is going to be the adult and then the person with the most awareness typically it is their responsibility to say hey let's take 10 minutes and we'll come back and we'll sit down and we'll talk about this like adults so your need to be right suddenly it really doesn't matter if you're right or wrong ultimately it's like the relationship is the piece that you that is trying to you're trying to repair you're trying to maintain and we just get caught in these egoic battles of two 10-year-olds fighting So once you have polarity, once you have intimacy, and once you have a capacity to understand and and work with your partner's nervous system, Mm. it's a pretty successful sacred relationship.
1: That's a great formula. Indeed. Indeed. And um, my next question would be to... I'd like to come back to something we spoke about in the beginning. Um, There is... There is this common problem women face, and we see it all over movies, all over social media, and every girl can relate to that at some point in her life. When women meet a guy that is not so emotionally available or not so much emotionally available to them in particular, but they really like them and they want them and maybe they have sex with them or maybe they have sex with them many times, they are in this kind of relationship where they don't really say what kind of relationship it is but women always hope that they will turn it into something more interesting or even before they have sex maybe they just see each other sometimes women think oh does he like me does he not like me how can i manipulate that into having a relationship what should i do should I be better is it all about me um should it be hotter what like so many questions women just get into their head, what is it about when guys see women and maybe they just date them a little bit or maybe they have sex with them, but they don't really um, appoint that relationship any sort of name or value uh, explicitly? What is it about? And what should women actually do? (laughs) Let's, Let's tell them because this is the most common question when it comes to dating.
0: Women need to figure out what they want. That's a baseline. Do you want a relationship? Yes. Are you absolutely sure? Yes, I want a relationship. Okay, so if a guy says he's not ready, he is not the guy for you. If he says he's not ready, trust him. If you try and manipulate him, you'll lose. If you try, if you hang around and like hope, you'll lose. Like you'll just get hurt. And especially if you've had sex with him, our hormones are different. So the first time a woman has sex, the amount of oxytocin that is released emotionally bonds her to this man. For him, it's a different thing. We don't have that. So we have this kind of, you, know, you hear about the, con- the conquests if a a woman sleeps with a man after they've just met, for him, it loses interest very quickly. A man can sleep with a woman numerous times and still not have the same emotional bond that the woman has after one time. This is just physically how we are made. So... Be very clear on what you want. If you want to sleep around, do your thing. If you're really serious about a relationship, don't sleep with the guy in the beginning. Because it will will lose the spark. So I spoke about the five types of intimacy. If you don't build the emotional and the mental and the experiential spiritual less important these days, but if you don't build those three, once the physical intimacy is is kind of happens, without those other three, a guy has little reason to hang around because the next conquest will be there. The other part is it depends on where he's at in life. So there are these archetypes, the king, the warrior, and the magician, the lover, but the king actually has numerous stages where he builds up and he goes through life and he wants to get to a point where he can provide and protect. But to do that, he needs to build a business and a legacy. So he goes on this mission and he's just, hopefully he's so focused that he doesn't have time for anything else. So if you catch a guy where he's in that phase, you are not going to be a priority to him. So, you might be able to hang around and just be there to support him. But, you know, the golden rule is if a guy says he's not ready, then believe it.
1: So, the point is, women should ask if the guy's ready.
0: If that's what they want, they should absolutely yeah. ask.
1: Yeah, because most women don't even get to that uh, stage. They just come up with stories in their own heads and then they make a lot of excuses for the guy and tell them that their guy likes them but then maybe there is something else and then he will come at some point and that whole story is very confusing to a lot. But really the point is ask. <laughs>
0: if you go on a first date, I have a, I have a couple of questions that I'd, I'd ask on a first date. The first one is about your trauma. Mm. like what is it what is your biggest trauma and what have you done to heal it or what are you doing to heal it um the second one is what are you looking for yeah and if you don't ask what you're looking for and you're hoping for a relationship you're probably going to get screwed
1: mm. i love that it, that's great yeah so clear uh,
0: that's it's so easy
1: Yeah, so easy <laughs>
0: And if you know, if he says, "Look, I'm not really into a relationship because of whatever," and you go, "Oh well, I'll just I'll go it anyway," that's on you. Mm. And if he says, "Yeah, actually, I'm looking for a relationship," and it turns out that you're looking for the same things, go slow. Mm. Because you know, I was looking for a relationship for a long time, but it doesn't mean that. Every single woman that I would see would be the one for me. So even if you're looking for the same things, date them. Go slow with intimacy. Build up the other forms of intimacy. And then check in. How are you feeling? How is this for you? Does this feel like something you that you would explore?
1: Yeah. That's the best. And just as you said in the beginning, just ask. <laughs> it's just so simple. Just ask um, what is it that you want and how to make you happy if you're in a relationship. It's, it's crazy that it takes ages for many people to understand. Well, I love seeing the results of that learning from myself. It's, girls, it does work. <laughs> well, um, I guess I'll, I'll stop here. This has been an hour. But it's so interesting. Maybe we'll do it again. Um, but my last question would be to you. So, tell me now more um, about your offerings. How, do, mm. in terms of any upcoming events, any upcoming retreats, any mm. other places or resources that you would like to recommend to our audience to check them out and learn more about you? Yeah. So I
0: have twice a year we run a a retreat for men and women so whether you're a couple or whether you're coming as a single um this typically happens in ibiza around may and june um and then the other one will be in december and last year we did it in costa rica and it was absolutely magic yeah um i have men's retreats that happen throughout the year the next one is in april in austin in texas um and then I have workshops regularly, semi-regularly with my partner, and um, everything can be found through my Instagram, basically. Um, If you want to go deeper into these subjects, John Wineland is my teacher. Uh, The lineage that comes from is David Data, and then Adi Ashanti before that, and it's just a so the way of the superior man is kind of a book that all men should read. And then from the core was written by David, uh, by John Wineland. amazing book that speaks about polarity and relationships. Uh, Justin Patrick Pierce and London winters are two others. They've been together for I think 12 years now. Um, and they both teach this. They both came through David data. Also, uh, amazing couple and amazing teachers.
1: That was Nick Warner. I am leaving links to his work in the podcast description. You can find him on Instagram as Nick Warner. And you can also join his mentorship programs, his retreats, the workshops around Sacred Union that he does with his partner, Sarah, all in the links below. Thank you so much for listening to the Feminine Power podcast. Your attention Your presence means so much to us. If you want to join the Feel portal and become our founding member, we are still accepting our founding members for another few weeks and you have a chance to become the core of our community and receive lifelong benefits such as 50% off our membership and access to our team and teachers, live calls, special community benefits and offers and so much more if you apply and join our founding membership while we are still accepting the founding members. Otherwise, join our regular membership and access all the necessary practices, rituals and tools to cultivate sexual energy at any time. Thank you so much for listening and I'm looking forward to sharing more with you in our next episode.